Welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. Zwift is interval workouts, training plans, and massive online group rides made fun. Because fun works, and fun gets results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com to try it today. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central Podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. It's that moment of the year where we will be talking Tour de France, of course, again, probably one last time for this year. Or is it, I don't know, with Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm excited. I'll say that much. I think, don't we, we sort of set our clocks, don't we? The route has been announced and we start the countdown, or I do at least. That's a bit sad, isn't it? It's not <laughs> the, the sad year's at not all. not even over. It's not sad at all. My clock didn't even stop. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, so, true. It's Yeah, we're excited. And can I say just quickly, the, the presentation, if you haven't seen it, I'm presuming you can still head to the SBS Cycling Central website yep. and watch it on demand. Watch the opening clip. How good. It just goosebumps. It just got you in the mood, didn't it? And goosebumps. it's basically a highlights of the 2019 edition. But just they just do it so well. They do it so well. So massive kudos to ASO for for what they produced. And then uh, if you uh, have been following me around the Tour de France, actually, I was in that editing booth uh, at the Tour de France where the whole crew is actually editing. So it's the same guys that have done it. And they so are, are they you are trying so to climb good. some of that? No, that not at all. Not at all. I just <laughs> I was actually grateful to meet them and I, I can visualize the faces and the attention yeah. to details. They've they, got. they do an amazing job, don't they? Absolutely. They're, there's uh, good editors and then there's, there's guys from ASO <laughs> who are absolutely brilliant. No, and there's Mark Falahe, which yeah, is our own editor. Yeah, he sits up anyway, there so. amongst them. Yeah, yeah Spielberg. Sort of esque. Absolutely. So let's talk about this route. Uh, first of all, so the route was uh, revealed yesterday. Uh, it's always a, a particular moment because all the riders get there together, uh, but they're all sitting very nicely in a very nice, comfy, <laughs> in, in a suit. They almost look uncomfortable, do you it's, think? <laughs> it's a little bit awkward, isn't it? And I mean, imagine if, you know, you'd had a bit of a stash, you know, in the final week of the tour and you didn't make up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly the next time you see your rival is, uh, you, you get seated next to them <laughs> for, the, for the presentation route. Um, yeah, it's a, it's... Look, it probably is a little bit awkward, and not so much the seating arrangement, how they sort of call out all the riders. Um, it was good. The, I thought the presenter, who I believe is American, by the way, speaks perfect French. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he reeled off each rider and a couple of stats on each. He had no notes in front of him. Yeah. Uh, he's taken over from Daniel Manjas yeah, yeah. in the last few years. He, I thought he did a fantastic job. Shame about the accent. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Look at who's talking. Who's well, what, are you, what are you talking about? I didn't pick it up. I thought he, I thought he was French, actually. Um, but one thing I did notice, and whether or not it was a put on or not, and gee, I'm not having a dig at him, but Froomey, just sort of a little bit of a limp up on stage. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, why would a he, slight why, grimace. Why, but why would he put this on? If anything, he would want to hide this. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But, um, I mean, he's riding. And, look, it probably is harder for him to walk than actually ride his bike at the moment. It's probably easier to ride. Um, but that was an interesting point. And, I mean, in either either case, great to see Froomey there. And the fact that he's actually walking is it's incredible, really, isn't it? Absolutely, especially when we know exactly what happened uh, to him. So let's concentrate now on uh, this Tour de France. ASO organizes Paris-Nice. They made a very big thing of this is not Paris-Nice, this is Nice-Paris, because we're starting from this. Yes, and actually, one point, one question I have for you, um, being, being a northerner, 
Have, yeah. have you guys fallen out over that? Like, I mean, I'm talking the country, the nation, the northern part of France with the south over so, the uh, pain au chocolat or chocolatine because <laughs> I noticed the race, the only time it enters the north is really when they head to Paris in the last two days. So What's going let, on? Let's put the things right, first of all. Uh, <laughs> I am not from the north, I'm from Paris. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you I knew the, I'd hit a nerve, didn't uh, take much, did it? Absolutely. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but you know what? I thought of you when I saw this thing, I just thought, you know what? Sun cream. Yes. We're going to need some sun cream. It's Well, it, it should be hot. It should be a warm one, especially in the first week. Uh a great, it's going to be great starting in Nice. First so, three days, yeah, we got three nice. days, three days in Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's that's good. Three days uh, because it's it's such a, a different terrain in Nice. You got the seaside, and then straight away no, day number two, we go and hit the mountains. Yeah, and Nice, if for our listeners who don't know, it's it's got a little microclimate, and I mean it. It's the sun shines there almost more than anywhere else in Europe um, yeah, throughout the year, doesn't absolutely, it? And yeah. very little rain but as you say once you head off the coast there's mountains like proper mountains in the back and they hit them on stage two already yeah absolutely 187 kilometers on day two uh, with mountains straight away it's actually a very mountainous uh, tour de france uh, we said this last year already but there's some really good gems in the, into this whole route there is look what's interesting and i'd be lying if i you know if i didn't say this so i will it's missing the the sort of iconic classic mountains yep. that we love to Galibier, love to, yeah, Alpe d'Huez. Yeah, probably Alpe d'Huez or Ventoux. Iswad. Ventoux would have I would have loved to have gone back there in twenty twenty. So they're out. But if what you've got to give Tour de France credit for is they're they're trying new territory, they're trying new ground, and they're trying some new mountains as well. They've got some older ones in, not as famous as the ones we just mentioned, but there's a couple of new ones in there. And then they've mixed up one sort of mountain right at the very end, which we'll get to later on. Yeah, um, don't spoil the moment. This yeah, is, this yeah. is the big reveal, S- yeah. which we all knew about actually before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had a pretty good idea, didn't yeah. we? But you're right, it's a mountainous race. And actually, I think that they are featuring all six mountain ranges in France in the 2022, yeah. uh, which includes the Massif Central, the, Zur- the Jura, so all those regions. But let's talk about the Pyrenees, because if I would say something, it's... Are they even going into the Pyrenees? Because they only do two days. They're two, two. They're, they're big ones. I mean, they're not yeah, small but no ones. mountaintop finish. Exactly. So yeah. they they are hitting the Pyrenees, but not too hard though. No, no. It's it's yeah. It is different. Look again. I'll say I've always preferred the Alps in terms of the excitement or the enjoyment factor. Just personally, I I love the Pyrenees, but I do enjoy the Alps. So it is interesting though that there's only two Pyrenean stages, as you say, and the big, the Queen stage comes in the Alps. Um, yep. And then, of course, and it comes right at the back end. People are saying how hard the first week is, and it is, but then the back end is tough as well. And I see it in some ways. I see some similarities to the 2019 edition, certainly not in the route, but just in the way there's a lot of mountains, there's a lot of climbs, there's a lot of smaller climbs. And then there's stages where you think, oh, it's not that hard. Ah, oh, but there's 4,000 metres of climbing over the whole day. So, I see a, 
an exciting tour yep. in 2020 like the one we've just witnessed. Someone like Caleb Ewan, uh, today is, this route is sinking in. I'm sure they knew the route a bit before. I've got this theory that they, they actually revealed they knew it a little bit before. But anyway, uh, today Caleb Ewan is sitting in his hotel room in, in Paris. What does he think about a route like this? Because he knows it's going to be hard, but he's done so well this year on the tour that was very mountainous. So he, yeah. he knew how to seize the right opportunities when they were there. Is he, do you think there would be exactly more of the same for him next year? Yeah, I think so. I think, look, there's potentially less chances. I think he said, uh, he quoted saying there's potentially three or four chances for the sprinters. It's not many, is it? That's all he needs, though. Yeah, that's all he needs. But there's also three or four other sprinters, obviously, that, you know, he didn't win all the sprint stages, did he? It took him till stage 11 and then he it came with a flurry. True. But, look, he's got his, what he's got and what the other sprinters have got, stage one, they've got the chance to win the stage and take the yellow jersey. Absolutely. So, so do you think this is his, today, this is already in his mind? Yeah. In the way, you know, we know it's going to be a flat one. You know, it was going to be a, a sprint finish. This is not a prologue. This is not a time trial to start with. Uh, all, all, the, all the things are aligning for him to be in yellow on day one. Is yeah. that in his mind already? Yeah, totally. And and look, any for any sprinter who aspires you know, to be the best at what they can be and then be one of the best in the world. Their first goal is the Tour de France and to win a stage. And then the next goal, but that that goal can only be made possible if the route suits them, is to win the yellow jersey, even if it's for one day. And generally for a sprinter, it has to come in the first few days. In this case, in the 2020 edition, it has to come on stage one. A sprinter will not get the yellow jersey on stage three because stage two is already a mountainous day, 3,700 metres of climbing on stage two. So for the sprinters, it's all in on stage one. Of course, it would be anyway, considering it's, it is a day for the sprinters. But the fact that the yellow jersey comes with it is is going to be um, it's going to be pretty intense start I think. Okay, and Chris Froome said on French Radio that he thinks it's the hardest Tour de France he's ever seen. Yeah, well he um, said five or six years. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and I I did see a couple of tweets from riders basically just a humorous side of it, saying you know looking for some flat roads <laughs> and stuff like this. So no, I think everyone is aware of how hard this race is. And they're not they're not blindsided by the fact that we are missing out some of the iconic mountains. And like you say, only two days and not a mountaintop finish in the Pyrenees. Don't be fooled. And the riders aren't fooled. They know, you know, the massive Central is a is, you know, quite a tough mountain range. It's not the high, high altitude of the Alps or the Pyrenees. But you don't need to be. I mean, there's some tough climbs there. And the uh, rain there. So yeah, quite, that's quite right. funny rain. Yeah, so. it sticks around. So, no, this is going to be a a really a really solid course, you yeah. know, and it'll be one that'll throw up opportunities for the likes of Julian Alaphilippe once again, you know. One I mean, opportunity. He's got 21 opportunities, mate. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it suits guys like him. Like the 2019 edition did. It was only, you know, one or two days that got the better of him that stopped I'm, him from winning the race. I'm a bit of a fanboy. <laughs> I, got, yes. I, got a... oh, I didn't notice. I didn't notice. <laughs> uh, one thing, uh, if uh, Christian Prodom uh, listens to this podcast, why are we not going to Bordeaux? I've never been to Bordeaux. I am not going to Bordeaux this year. This is unacceptable. You know what? You're right. It's unacceptable. It's also unacceptable that you're French and you're from the north and you haven't been to Bordeaux. Like, dude, 
How many wrong in this sentence? <laughs> um, actually, yeah. actually, you know what? I've been to Bordeaux Airport. You and I, we've been to Bordeaux Airport when we had a <laughs> problem true. in Biarritz. We stayed at the airport uh, hotel there too, absolutely. didn't we? That was a sensational <laughs> night, that one. Oh, that was one we, we'll talk about with fond memories, I'm sure. Absolutely. I'm sure our producer, who if she's listening, <laughs> she remembers that night as well. That drive um, was epic. Let's anyway. not go there. Let's not go there. But, uh, I want to say something, though. There is a, a beautiful part of the country. Uh, there's a stage between Ile d'Oléron and Ile de Ré. This is going to be magnificent because it's flat. It's going to be one for the probably for the sprinters. Uh, but it, we're going from one little island to another island. We're, ah, yes. we, we're in the Atlantic. Crosswinds. Crosswinds, yes. crosswinds. And the area over there, it's, we're talking, it's a, it's a salt production area. So yep. very salty, very windy, uh, very sandy. Uh, and flat. It's going to be beautiful to watch. This yeah, one. and I, when it was announced last night and they showed the route, it hugs the coastline and it effectively, I think we, we start south and then head or, you know, in terms of the map and the start finish, the, the start line is south. You do a loop around almost back past the starting point and then following the coastline once again. So, and that comes, that comes after the rest day. It's the first stage after the rest day. So it's stage 10. So imagine they have the rest day and then they go straight into a crosswind yep. day. Brutal stage. So we've got some of the cities that are always coming up. I'm talking Pau, Gap, Lyon, uh, of course, Paris. Uh, there's some there's some known area here like Pau. Yeah. It's, it's things like I've been to Pau more than I've been to Bordeaux, of course, but, <laughs> uh, to a lot of different places in France. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I marked down a few of the cities that that we've got to know over the Tour de France and cities that I'll say before the Tour de France, before I worked on it, that is, I didn't know they existed, places like Bourg-en-Bresse. It's a beautiful uh, little chicken, place. Chicken, oh, chicken area, remember? Yeah, Where the- <laughs> that's right. Clermont Ferrand, uh, that's the sort of capital of the Massif Central. That is a beautiful area there and a beautiful city. Um, you mentioned Paul Gap. Uh, we went to Gap this year, of course, with yeah. Matteo Trentin winning the stage there. So some regular features, which is nice, and, and they're just great cities that sort of, you know, they sort of own a piece of the Tour de France, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to mention, special mention to Grand Colombier, uh, because this climb is epic. It's, oh, it's particularly epic because when you have this vision from an helicopter, so aerial visual, you can see all the laces going up uh, this way. It's just going to be an incredible climb. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, it's great to have a mountaintop finish at Grand Colombier. That's part of the greatness of the Tour de France, to bring back some of this iconic area, which will just shine on screen they they you know what i noticed last night and it was with that opening the 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 opening clip that celebrated the 2019 edition and the highlights they they respect everything about the race and everyone in the race you know and 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 then and then the course itself and what i mean by that is well you mentioned the grand colombier so they're going back there and when they showed some of the highlights of the stage winners they were grabbing the commentary from some of the nations yep, absolutely. that that rider comes from. You know, a lot of the time we heard the great voice of Matt Keenan, who we're all proud proud to hear. But then when Trentin win, they were, they were inserting the Italian commentary. When a Frenchman was winning, they were inserting the French commentary. It was just, they just do it so, so well. And you can't, you can't fault them at all with how they respect everything that sort of encompasses the Tour de France. And I think that's why we love it so much, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it must, we must say that we're not... 
you know, we're not, we're re, no relation with AS. So we, are, no. if anything, we're clients of AS. Yeah, yeah. But we actually do love what they're doing. Oh, <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's, it's look, a true. I'll be honest. I get to this time of the year and I get a little bit sick of cycling. It's like a job. I love it. But I get to a point where I go, gee, I need a breather before I, you know, reboot and start the year again. But then last night, watching that clip, I just fell straight back in love with everything that, every reason why my 40 odd years nearly that I've been in this sport. And and that's what it does to you. It's I don't think you can highlight that enough. I think it's so important. So I urge all our listeners, get on the get on the website, get on the SBS Cycling Central website, watch even just that opening clip. It's just brilliant. And it's just, I don't think you can showcase another sport like we do in cycling. I no, think it's, absolutely. Yeah, you just yeah. can't. It's, absolutely. it's just so, because we've got, We've got the stadium that showcases it as well. The mountains, the flatlands, you know, the beautiful coastlines, like you say. So they do it well. I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last mention because we haven't mentioned it, but we know it's there. Yeah. The last, the penultimate, how do you say, penultimate? Penultimate. Penultimate. She's on my struggle too. The last day, before the last day. <laughs> uh, the one but last day, the climb, it, we are going to Planche de Belfie, but it's a time trial. It is going to be brutal. 36 kilometres. I did read somewhere that said 37. I'll stick with 36 for now. It's That last part of the climb is six kilometres rock solid, but it actually climbs before that. We've seen in the past they've raced up there a few times now. It's become a real staple, hasn't it? In Although the last... they're not going to the gravel route like we had this year, no, so they're not turning right, they're going straight. They're going to finish exa- where they have in the past Um apart from this year, of course. And I before they even announced it, I knew they wouldn't because it's a time trial. Imagine if a guy punches or has a mechanical on that gravel section. It'd be brutal and cruel, especially Do if you, know you, what? you don't care. They don't care. That's part of the Tour de France. What if, they Julian, what if it was Julian Alaphilippe? No, I don't care. I don't care. Oh, they, they you're should. lying. I can see you're they, lying. <laughs> I, no, no, I still think they should have finished on that gravel road. Imagine the last battle. Not in a TT. What? You can't do it in a TT. You because can, if you, you get do whatever you, you want get a flat tire and you're ten seconds away from the yellow and you get a flat tire on a gravel road, but you're nah, not like you, cruel way to nothing end. is nothing is due until you cross the line. You're mean, mate. You're don't, mean. Nothing, I'm no, seeing not, a nasty streak inside yeah, you. I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think it's part of the race. The last ten k should be part of the race yeah. as well. So, <laughs> barring our debate, <laughs> it is going to be a brutal TT, isn't it? Like, that is, 36 kilometres doesn't sound long, but that yeah. six-kilometre climb itself to finish it off at the end of three weeks. Remember, it's at the end of three weeks. It's not at the beginning. And can I just throw in, I think two days prior to that is the Queen stage, the Queen Mountain stage, yep. where they finish on Col de la Loz. Is that correct pronunciation? Yeah, Col de la Loz, yeah. 2,300 metres. And this has been a newly built cyclist road. Yeah. So it's only for cyclists. Is that yeah. right? To the top, uh, the last section. I don't know. That's what I understand. Yeah. And the way, the way Christian Prudhomme described this mountain, it's it sounds like something. It's going to be magical. So all of that climbing, the Queen Stage just one or two days before La Planche de Belfie time trial, it'll be brutal. And so. Yeah. The, the forever optimist in me, uh, can this be in favour of Romain Bardet for someone that has been struggling in normal time trial? Yeah. Is sort of, that's potentially a time trial where he can actually behave relatively okay. Yes. Look, it's a, it's a good point. I so thought you were do- going to dodging, say... He's dodging a bullet somewhere. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Julian Alaphilippe and then I thought, oh no, you're talking about Thibaut Pinot. Bardet is an interesting one. 
I've got this theory, and it doesn't always happen, but we have seen it in the past. These these high-end riders, these top-end riders, uh, uh, whether they're GC or one-day classic specialists like monument riders, generally, whenever they have a shocker of a year, the very next year is when they bounce back big time and have a really good year. Now, Bardet, he's, he, he did win the polka dot jersey, yeah. in fact. So he hasn't had a shocker, but by his standards, it was a terrible Tour de France. Take out the polka dot. It was a terrible Tour de France. He's podiumed, what, twice before. He yep. expected to be there and fighting for the win, and he wasn't. So I am half expecting Roman Bardet to come back and have a fantastic season and have a fantastic Tour de France. And with one time trial, and yep, the first 30 kilometres is relatively flat, so he's still got to produce the goods there. But what you gain in that first 30, you can lose double in that last six, Absolutely. in my opinion. So. If anything, Roman Bardet at his best form, it is a race route that suits him Absolutely. Totally. Here we go. We just went through the whole route of Tour de France. Through <gasps> oh, I'm all out. Do we have to go now? <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, that comes after the Facebook Live we just did as well. So uh, there was a, a lot of talking about this Tour de France coming up. Yes. And actually, just one other mention, and for, for all those people who are doing stats, and I, what I did see on all the Twitter feeds coming through, for anyone trying to think of the double, the Giro Tour double, and remember it's the Olympics, mm-hmm. so the tour starts a week earlier in 2020. So in 2018, when Froome and Dumoulin both tried for the double, and they both podiumed, but yep. they couldn't win both. Obviously, Froome won the Giro, couldn't win the tour. Garen Thomas did. There was 40 days between the Giro Tour. 2019, there were 33 days, so this year. And in 2020, there'll be only 26 days between the Giro Tour. So, so forget the double. Dream on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and we're already hearing guys like Nibali sort of hinting that he won't go to the Tour, he'll go to the Giro and then maybe focus on the Olympics. Yeah, so yeah. That, that means Richie can have a last crack at the Tour. Oh, it'd be good. And you know what else? We are partying in Paris. You know why? No, why? Because the final stage is finishing early. Ah. 7 p.m. So ah. we are we are hitting the streets. <laughs> we are hitting normally peeps. So you mean that you're not going to send, or they're not going to send us picking up the beers and the champagne and, and go and walk 10K like we did? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All around. We are, we're just, we'll just go and partay cool. straight from the Champs-Élysées. Normally, folks, we don't get the chance <laughs> because we wrap things up at about 10.30 p.m. Yeah. on the Champs-Élysées. We, we finished working. That we is. had dinner at 1 a.m. last year. Yeah, it's crazy. So this but as year, a city like Paris allows you to have dinner at 1 a.m. on a Sunday night. <laughs> it's, yeah, and surprisingly, there's not too much open no. at 1 a.m. on a Sunday night in Paris. So no. <laughs> we, I think we're up a part in 2020. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, before we wrap up, a uh, slight mention, Eddie Merckx and uh, Poulidor, Raymond Poulidor, both in the hospital. It's sort of, um, I don't know, it just gives a, a bit of a pinch because it's, it's, that's an era where the guys are really yeah, getting... Yes, they're not getting any younger and I tell you who Roger Dovlamek I don't ah, think he's serious well. but he's also in hospital I think he had a little bit of pneumonia or something so three of the greatest um, from those errors look Merckx is 74 Pulidor 84 the reality is they're not going they're not going to be with us forever yeah. and it'll be a sad day but Pulidor is here at every single tour yeah, I've interviewed every time it's yeah. I don't know it'd be something if, he, yeah, if he's not it'll coming be, it'll be a massive loss when either of those two when those two go and absolutely uh, yeah so our thoughts are with them and their families and their 
their supporters. Absolutely. Thank you, Maka, for joining us on Thank this you. whole day after uh, Facebook Live and now uh, this podcast. We have wrapped up the Tour de France 2020. I'm all wrapped for it. I just want uh, this to happen now. I just uh, cancel rest Christmas day. and New Year's Eve. Yeah, just a rest, uh, rest yeah. day and then we'll get exactly. straight into it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Maka. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash central or log a rides with our friends at Zwift. Until the next podcast, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer and your PC, Mac or Apple device. With training plans, interval workouts, group rides and a global community to motivate you, level up and become a stronger rider. Give people a ride on and you're sure to get one back as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today for your free trial.